excerpt from a journal entry on September 9th, 2020. Today we looked through Popal's film photography here in Carnegie. There were hundreds of pictures developed at home, as Christian pointed out, through their endearing and vintage flaws. And in so many ways, it was Popal's whole life, photographs that followed him through everything. It was surreal to finally see the Italy pictures with his jet black hair and sweater vests across the world experiencing things that I never got to ask him about. Christian got up and turned the corner, peeking around to take a picture of me, inspired by the life collection of memories before us. And that's just one picture. We've had a whole day attached to it. We ate dinner before this, theorized a libertarian utopia in Walmart, fell into grumpy moods lightened by little hugs and jokes. There's an infinity inside that one picture he just took, dimensions and moving parts. But one day it will just be a picture, flipped over affectionately in a mass of memories like we just flipped through pawpaws. I'm affected by the fact that there's an entire soul in this. I know my aunts and uncles now, but in these pictures they're young, bright, and often unaware that anyone is even photographing them. They're people that came to know me once I was born, but who lived in fullness without me for decades. And these pictures do span decades. I wonder who I am living without. Because everything and everyone here has an expiration date. And whatever is next is waiting in the wings, be it children, grandchildren, or experiences. Popol never would have thought of himself as an artist. Not ever. That was a higher life for people beyond the trailers and coal mines of West Virginia. I hope he's been up there in celestial knowledge long enough to know that that's exactly what he was. An artist. If not, I will tell him when I see him. And that, if nothing else, has me in a better mood. I wrote this piece a few months ago in my journal one day when we were studying in Carnegie, which is the art studio building on campus. The story behind this piece is that in the summer, Murmur, my grandmother, gave me a box full of Popple's belongings that he brought back from his time stationed in Italy in the 60s. One of the items was a stack of paper that had lists of descriptions of photographs, places he had been to in Italy, people he had tried to photograph but didn't quite make it into the shot, pages on pages of descriptions, and I knew that these pictures were out there somewhere. And I begged Murmur to help me find them, but since she had no idea where they were, she directed me to my Uncle Barry, who emailed me a Google Drive with hundreds and hundreds of pictures. I was mesmerized. The story behind this story is that Murmur knew to give me this box because when I was in high school and Papa was still alive, I pestered them with so, so many questions about their love story and their life that Papa eventually gave me what has become my prized possession, their love letters. Dozens of them, from 1959 and 1960. He smiled as I cried and poured over them until my eyes felt achy. I could tell you about them, and I hope one day I do. I could tell you about the Italy box, or how the pictures connect to the letters. But this is just a snapshot of one moment in Carnegie, in a small town in Ohio on September 9th, when we looked over someone else's life and took some pictures of our own. There are stories 
within stories, within stories. So, find someone whose life has spanned decades and ask them about what they have loved and what they have lost. You'll find a perpetual theme of suffering, but also limitless capacity for happiness. I miss you, Papa. Thank you for giving me the letters. And thank you even more for giving all of us the pictures. You are the best of us.